All right. Welcome back into Talking Distance. This is a podcast we created to share and spread our passion for all things Indiana distance running. I'm one of your two hosts. I'm Jared Turner. I coach at Yorktown High School, joined by Coach Rick Sluter, who coaches at Columbus North High School. How are we doing, Coach? Uh, doing wonderful. Had the, We got our sectional in, right? Man, you go all the way from uh, uh, June um, till now, and uh, now it's upon us, and then it'll be over. That's right. Tournament time has officially started. I mean, anything stick out to you in, in sectional week? Was there anything that kind of caught your eye? Or Obviously, the Columbus North Bulldogs. Got to get a shout out to Coach Sluter and uh, your boys and girls team taking sectional titles. Congrats, Coach. That's, that never gets old. Always no. exciting. But it, outside of your two teams running well, uh, anything else? Well, we're going to give you a shameless promotion here. Uh, Yorktown girls, uh, sectional champions, and your son, uh, help me. He's third, wanna... third overall third. and, uh, yeah, ran really well. And yep. uh, we advanced as a boys team. Uh, so on to regional. Survive and advance, Coach. That's name right. Of the season. That's right. Um, so, yeah, it, it, you know, some of the teams we talked about last week uh, made us look really smart. Take that INCC stats. Uh, um, no, they did. They made us look really smart. You know, Milan boys ran super well. You know, some of those types of teams. And there were a few that you might mention here in a minute. One, as as we said, they might be able to won their first sectional titles. Um, mm-hmm. The 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 big, like we didn't purposely not mention the big schools. We just kind of said at some point this week or next week, we're going to talk about a lot of those. But Carmel boys, Noblesville girls, Boy did boy did uh, Homestead and uh, uh, Concordia Lutheran have a thrilling three points. Yeah, three points, and we knew we knew that was going to be a great yep. one, right? And and they're going to battle for the next two rounds. We're we're pretty sure of that. And so yeah, Homestead got the uh, the best of that one by but by just three points. And you you know how things can change as the meat gets bigger. Yeah. But the the good thing is they all seem to be healthy. They all seem to be running well. The whole state. That, yeah, just shapes up to be a great next yeah. couple weeks. Weekend. We're missing, we're missing very few runners. Uh, ones that started out the season is at the top. We're missing very few. Um, mm-hmm. it's been a really good season for that. Yeah. It was just an awesome tournament. I, I thought so far, you know, I, I did a date calculation because I'm nerdy been, mm-hmm. uh, for us, it's been 128 days to get to today. So wow. I'm just excited and I'm, you know, mm-hmm. this is fun and, you know, we got some numbers to dive into here in a minute, but, uh, what, yeah. what else did you see coach? I mean, it was really cool to see. Small schools do really well. A lot of medium schools continue their tradition mm-hmm. and the big guns were all firing and running really well. Yeah. And I think I'd like to hit on kind of each one of those things. So first off, just a couple of teams that we mentioned that we thought might get their first sectional title seemed to do so. And that was the court and central girls got their first one, we believe. And, uh, you know, call us out if we're wrong here, but, uh, and then the Adams central jets, you know, I've been on their bandwagon. Yep. From the very beginning of this year when we saw them really early to an invite and they just looked really strong and was really impressed by the Jets and they got it done. They won their first sectional in school history and that's pretty much confirmed. I I kind of searched them down on Twitter or, or X or whatever it is now yeah, and that's uh, right. saw that they were celebrating their first girls sectional in school history. So that it doesn't get any better than that uh, to see those schools have that success for the first time. Um, and then, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of flip it over to some of the powerhouses. I mean, it, it was good to see most of the best kids in the state, or at least the kids that are ranked some of the best kids in the state running and running really impressive races at the beginning of the tournament, right. In the sectional round, which, you know, in in the old format where we had the four round tournament, maybe that wasn't always the case, but I mean, if you're, and you can, you can throw your opinion here too, coach, because we don't really rank kids, but we definitely want to 
throw some kids into uh, an area that have a chance to win an individual title. And it seems to be some of the same names we've been talking about all year. I mean, Cameron Todd from Brebuff, Anthony Provenzano from Carmel, Sam Quagliaroli uh, from Fishers, and then Will Conway. And and he was maybe the only one that decided to rest last weekend. I mean, we hope it's rest. We hope it's nothing with injury or illness or anything like that. But uh, Will Conway from Floyd Central, they all seem to be in, in, in that top pack of kids fighting for an individual title. Uh, is there anybody else you think I missed that maybe a dark horse to to threaten for an individual title there on on in your opinion, coach? Well, maybe not for an individual title, but Martin Barco yep. uh, from Martinsville, mm-hmm. he did race in our sectional. I, I you know, I'm not gonna comment too much on it, but he mm-hmm. maybe looked a tiny bit rusty, but I don't know mm-hmm. his circumstance. Could have been we had four girls out of our seven um sick. But yeah. uh, you know, he raced and he and he raced well enough that I'm confident he'll be strong next week. And even yep. stronger at the state meet. So there's another big name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we still got, when you race that sectional, you still got two full weeks to get ready for that state meet. So somebody who's talented like him. So there were a few names there like that. You know, I, we have really kind of hesitated to talk about our guys too much, our kids too mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, Neil White from from here in Columbus, he's, he's running really well. And we'll see what he does at the regional. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, he... He ran a 15, I don't know. Sometimes I know this stuff off the top of my head and sometimes I forget <laughs> it, but I think 27 by himself, you know, yeah. soggy day and all that. And INCC stats put him pretty high up there on that ranking for Saturday's performances. So, you know, is he going to win a state title? Don't know, but but he's looked really strong. Yeah. Uh, so, the, yeah, it was a really good, good tournament. And the girls' side, same thing, right? I mean, yeah, nobody same. big is missing that I can really see. Score, Julia Score yep. ran really, really well. I didn't pay attention. You might have to help me here. The one I maybe didn't look for is, uh, is it Jarrell? Ava Jarrell, yeah. She Jarrell. won She won her uh, okay. sectional. And mm-hmm. it was like 1750s? Yeah, and I mean, she yeah, she was, yeah, she was in a pretty competitive sectional and, and kind of had to work for it. I mean, I think she was in a race up until like the 4K mark and then was able to pull away for the win. So you're right. She looks really strong. Yep. Uh, Julia Score uh, from Bishop Chittard looks really strong. Nikki Sutherland, I mean, she won her sectional yeah. by two minutes. It just amazes me how, you know, even when she doesn't have to run fast, she still just hammers you know, away, just, just hammers it down. And she just uh, committed. She's going to Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's um, awesome. Yeah. Congratulations to her. We, and if, we, we've been watching her run a long time around these, uh, these parts here in East central Indiana. And Canablo uh, Addison. Dowdy. Oh yes. Dowdy Dowdy from yeah. Indian Creek. She's been running great too. Um, yeah. And then Addison Canablo up from Homestead. I, I, I think maybe that's the small group of, of girls contenders, but like you said, two weeks away, still lots of things can happen. Yeah. It's just going to be fun to, to see it all shake out. So, yeah, I mean, that that was kind of the big things. And, and I'll throw a couple This is kind of personal ones in here. Franklin Community, the Grizzly Cubs. We, we talked about them yep. a little bit last one. I know a couple of people from that school, and I saw their boys were kind of maybe ranked sixth or seventh outside looking in. And not only did they get in the top five, they got a, a strong fourth and uh, advanced as a team. So that was really cool for me to see. And then in our sectional, you know, I, I don't want to go down through the list of, of listen to everybody, but I think now that we are – 15 individuals advancing outside of the top five teams advancing. I seem to see at my sectional, this is just my opinion from, from my vantage point, a lot more kids getting that call up to the front saying yeah. you're moving on to regional as an individual qualifier. And they, they, they just look shocked to me. They, they were so happy. They were excited. Yep. So it just seems to me like a lot of kids may be making it as individuals for the first time due to the tournament change in that aspect. So that was pretty cool for me. That was a, a personal highlight. Yeah, and you and I are are pretty positive guys, especially once we get past the pre-show. Um, we um, 
I'm going to take a different um, opinion of multiple kids from the same team making it. Um, Columbus East girls, I think had six, if, if my count was right, five or six make it. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the flip side of that, you know, because I've seen people post and then people comment how dumb that is. They don't get the score as a team, but they got five going. Or six. Let's look yeah. at it from the other way. You know, they showed up to practice yesterday and everything still seemed normal. They yep. had their whole group there. It was still, they could still get the most out of that week. That's kind of cool. And that's kind of special. And so I'm with you. I'm going to take a glass half full and say, we're going to talk about this in a minute, but I think the new, look, we are where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want class, you're going to see it a certain way. If you don't care about class or you don't want class, you're going to see it a different way. But I, I saw a lot of success in the tournament draw, the tournament alignment for now. Um, and I'm with you. A lot of kids made it out. And we're going to go through some numbers that we think, um, kind of back that up for us, but I'm with you. I saw a lot of excitement and I saw a lot of happy faces. You know, I was talking about this with somebody else after Saturday. Well, you and I hit on this too. Did you say there were 64 volleyball sectional champions? <laughs> yeah, I think that was a little text message exchange we had, yeah. but yeah, 64 different sectional sites. Mm-hmm. And we had 25 yeah. boys and girls. So mm-hmm. that on the surface seems low, but on the other hand, you're going to have, uh, is it um, 125 each gender race in the regional? Full teams. Yeah. Team-wise, yeah, and full teams. Not even counting teams. the schools that are represented by individuals. Yeah. Yes, and, and I got a note today. I believe it was like 65 teams are going to be represented in the Evansville Regional. Jeez. That's awesome. I'm going to take the huge. glass half full, and I'm going to say that's really cool. Let's love our sport for the idea that a lot of kids get success. Yeah. And maybe, and and this is something that you and I are big believers in, like just growing the sport. Maybe that will be something that prods a little bit of pride in the school. It comes down to a lot of factors, but I don't think it can hurt. I don't think it can hurt to have an individual advance from a small school or maybe even a school that's not so small, but doesn't have a great cross-country tradition. And it spurs some you know, some interest in the sport and you hear it on the announcements and, you know, they see the kid, the kid walking through the hall and they're like, Hey, that kid, you know, you qualify for regional and cross country. That's pretty cool. Like just that kind of talk, any kind of buzz we can get in cross country, we're going to take it, you know? Yep. No, I'm with you. Cause remember five or six, seven years ago, the big knock was every girl made it at the Ben Davis sectional mm-hmm. one year. Mm-hmm. Well, Ben Davis is not a small school. I, I haven't counted. So somebody out there is going to tell me I'm an idiot, but, but like, most of the schools in the Ben Davis sectional aren't 1A or 2A schools. Many are 4, 5, and 6A schools. And those girls or boys now have something to hold their head up and walk down that hallway extra about. Mm-hmm. They're probably a great student in calculus, mm-hmm. and now they're a regional qualifier. Yeah, um, saw so- a great social media post. I believe it was from Ben Davis. One of their girls qualified as an individual that maybe didn't even make the tournament roster the year before. And it kind of showed her expression as she was called out as an individual qualifier. And it was, it was a pretty cool, pretty it, cool picture. It is. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I saw that and mm-hmm. I use them as a good example. They're, they're doing some wonderful things up there. Absolutely. No they doubt are. about it. So, so let me, let me flip this on you a little bit. We, we talk about how many people are going to be representing these new regionals. Walk me through these new regionals here, coach. Like they are going to be freaking massive. <laughs> be huge. Like they, you're talking about 65 schools getting represented I'm just thinking about the infrastructure and the parking around Angel Mounds, right? I mean, we're going to New Haven. We've been to New Haven before, but, you know, and it can hold, it can hold a big meet. Like it, it's held semi-states in the past. It can hold one of these massive regionals. I'm not worried about that. But the racing that is going to take place at these locations this upcoming Saturday, I think is going to be 
unlike what a lot of kids have experienced up to this point. So what do you think about how big those meets are going to be? Does it change anything? Is there anything that you'd give kids advice on that are maybe going into this or coaches advice on going into this, these massive regional meets? Well, if you're in the Evansville regional, um, I would probably, when the gun goes off at the Evansville regional, I would wait five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Let them clear but, out. Let, yeah, them let clear it clear out. out. Just every yeah. team wait and you give know. you really good footing. Yes. And maybe make one sure the Bulldogs starts, are out but, 10, yeah, 10 right. seconds ahead of you. <laughs> but um, in reality, you're right. It's going to be, if our math is right, it's 250 kids. That's huge. I mean, that is a huge meet. That's bigger than a state meet's ever been. Even the yeah. year we took the the 25th team or whatever it was one year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, it's going to be huge. Um, and I, yeah, I'm interested to see. Now, we do have some really good courses because we're going to have to separate parking and that infrastructure. I mean, 250, that's 500 athletes racing plus alternates potentially from 25 teams. And all. So you better have mm -hmm. some port. This is realistic stuff. I know it's going to bore some parent, but mm -hmm. there's going to be bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> there better be yeah. all those things. But um, but the the racing infrastructure, okay, um, Brownsburg, that course is probably going to be able to handle it. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen their new starting like the starting line, but mm -hmm. I've been on their course. The course is going to handle it well. Now, from I've never been there. From from the pictures, from some videos I saw earlier in the year, maybe from the Hamilton County meet, was that at Brownsburg? Mm -hmm. Looked like some of the paths in the middle of the course were fairly narrow. Am I off on that? My way? No, off? I, I think um, they go through a little woods section. And it's, okay. it's, it's going to be, you hit it a little later in the race. So it's not in the first, you know, half, mm -hmm. first half mile, first K. So you're going to be spread out a tiny bit, but it's, okay. it's wide enough. I would say comparing it to what Brown County's always had, it's mm -hmm. the same size or wider. Okay, good. Um, good so points. that's going to be good. You know, you just talked about um, the Plex, right? Mm -hmm. That's going to yeah. be fine. Um, yeah. New Prairie has always hosted. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Evansville, I've been on the course, the course itself. I I'm, I'm interested to see the starting line when you maybe need 50 boxes. Yeah. But, um, but that's going to be good. What am I missing? Brown? Oh, Shelbyville. Excellent. Shelbyville. It's going to yeah, be able Shelbyville's to hold it fine. just fine. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, did we hit all five of them? Yeah, you did. But yeah. I mean, just from a racing perspective, because you've qualified teams just about every year you've coached at, uh, Columbus North thinking about it from an individual standpoint. I mean, this is the way all state qualifying meets go. In this particular race, there's 15 spots that are going to be open for individuals. Yeah, you're not going to know there's, where you're at. There's roughly 40 kids that think that they can run in that top 15. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, maybe even 50 or 60. Like 50 or 60 kids that are saying, I got nothing to lose. I'm going to go out and try to get one of those 15 spots. I know I have to run in the top 25, 30, whatever it is. They yeah. do their, you know, they do their mock meet and they know where they need to be. That might make for some pretty interesting racing early in the race, correct? You're right. And that's, I guess, my point, hopefully, about each of those five courses is you're not going to have this, this big log jam and bang everybody up. It mm -hmm. should allow everybody like the first K at every one of those courses to, to kind of get out and out. smooth it out. Because mm -hmm. Terre Haute can handle that. Yes. Well, why? Because the whole course is 100 meters long all the way up the starting line. Yeah, and you got a whole the, K straight away to K. sort yourselves out. Yeah, yeah. and I'm hoping mm -hmm. that all of these five choices by the IHSA can do the same thing. 
Yeah. Because I think they, it, that was a pretty good course. But it's an unknown, right? Like it's an unknown. Like Brown, Brownsburg has not hosted a meet like this. New Haven has not hosted a meet like this in five years. You know, Angel Mounds has never hosted a meet like this. So I, I'm just, I'm interested to see. I think that'll be a, a, a big thing to see this Saturday, how all those regional sites handle it with uh, uh, maybe some rain again, uh, coach. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it looks so, like we could be getting some precipitation again. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. And we're going to be, we look to be um, a little drier um, down here. Um, and kind of nice, uh, you know, 68, 69 degrees for the high down in yeah. Evansville. Um, but like 40 something in the morning when you wake up, yeah. so it'd be pretty good. But, but, um, yeah, I, I think that it will be interesting. The one thing you're not going to know going through the field, you'll have, you probably will have zero idea unless you're one of the top literally 15 in the race. Yeah. You might not have an idea of if you qualify until they call you up. Exactly. I mean, it's going to be. It's going to be hard to do that. And the same with the team side um, with 75 individuals in there. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm going to be doing the math more like where was our first guy to their first guy and our fifth guy to their fifth guy. Yeah. It's uh, going to be, a, it's going to be a mess. I mean, trying yeah. to keep track of team scores as the race is going on, unless yep. you're one of the top two teams in the, you know, regional and you kind of know where your guys should be and they're all within counting range. Like it, it's going to be tough to try yeah. to figure out where, where those three, four and five guys maybe fall in, but. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. And you know what, coach, you're also making me extremely nervous right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be reality this Saturday. Yep. So we might as well get, get used to it here. Well, so here go, there goes Tuesday night sleep. Thanks. Coach. <laughs> yeah. there. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, so let's move on. This is the thing that we were kind of really excited to talk about today. And all credit goes to coach Mike McCarthy, uh, up at South Bend St. Joe's, uh, because he put this data together. We did not have to do it. Uh, he sent it to us. Uh, I think he maybe even put it out on social media. I think I saw it on, on Twitter. I was like, I was tapping on the pictures and pinching like as, as close as I could get with my yeah. phone when I first saw it, but, uh, it just kind of talked about breakdown of numbers Within, I think he did it according to football classes, right? 1A, 2A, yes. 3A, 4A, 5A, 6A, all the way up to 6A. And it it actually blew my doors off when I first looked at it, looking at how, how kind of even it was, at least in this round of the sectional advancing to the regional, about how we have representation from almost every single class in every single regional, and maybe a lot more balanced than you might think. Uh, when you were looking over this yep. stuff, was, was there stuff that popped off to you or... Uh, yeah. And, um, we're going to catch flack either way here, but mm -hmm. I would say when you look at some of these numbers, uh, it's hard for me to say that given the situation that we're in right now, I, I think the IHSA did a pretty decent job of splitting up the, the sectionals into regionals. I, I think in terms of balancing teams, this tournament realignment was a freaking home run. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how else to put it. Like you can argue that your school got a bad shakeout. And I know there are some schools that got some bad shakeouts. Yeah. I know that. But this realignment that was put together is, and I had nothing to do with it, okay? But it, it was a home run. Like yeah. when, when you look at this, this data, it, it just shows you like th they got it right. Like well, let's it, dive it did in. the best that they can, yeah. Yeah, let me give you a few examples here. Yeah. Um, in the boys- Five regionals. I got to make sure we explain this well to people who aren't looking at the sheet we're looking exactly. at. Exactly. Yep. And the boys, five regionals added together. So there are going to be 125 total boys teams racing on Saturday, 25 yes. at each of the five sites. Yep. New in Prairie, New Haven, Brownsburg, yep. Shelbyville, Evansville, your five regional sites. In that breakdown, there are 26 6A teams there. So there are fewer 6A teams, right? So there's a little 
a higher mm-hmm. percentage there, but yep. there are 21 5A teams. There are 24 4A teams, 21 3A teams, 19 2A and 14 1A schools. And so those those are the numbers of schools from each of those divisions. If it were broken up into a six class division like football is. Yes. And that I think that's a lot more even than people would have thought. And uh, let me give you the girls numbers. Since you just did the boys, I'll do the girls. When you're looking at the girls side of things, 6A schools that qualified to go to a regional meet, 22 6A schools. There were 23 5A schools. There were 23 4A schools. There were 27 3A schools, 18 2A schools, and 12 a school, single A schools. I mean, that that shocked me. It really did. Like, I, I didn't think, at least from the team qualifying perspective, it would be that even. I did have a strong opinion that I thought the 15 individual qualifiers, you know, when that rule was changed from the top 10 on non-advancing teams to the top 15, I thought that was a huge win for a lot of smaller, medium-sized schools. Because uh, I thought a lot of those individual qualifiers would come, especially at the sectional round, from small and medium-sized schools. But I did not think the team aspect would be that 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 even. Yeah, no, you're right. And and again, I do want to be clear because somebody's going to you know jump on this. Yes, football wise, there are fewer, right? Like there are a few less six A schools overall. It is a little smaller. They get a buy in football in that first yes. round, things like that. Mm-hmm. But the point being, you know, they, they, you're going to have a large number of big schools make it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, but, but, but it, it didn't dominate five, a did not dominate, for example. Yeah. Right. They were as even as, as four a and three a, and, you know, one of the things that we're going to have to take into account, if we go to work class at some point, those uh, private and parochial schools are going to be mostly what four, a three, a two, a one, a, and they're going to start to soak up some more spots too. So, yeah, I thought it was really good. We, we did some other math here. These are the good side. There are some negative numbers coming in a minute, maybe, but mm-hmm. but yeah. these are some good numbers here. If we went in the boys, on the boys' side of the tournament, if we went to a three-class system. Oh, boy, people are going to love this. This is going to be a great this. part. This is going to be a great segment of podcast yep. right here. We're so, going to the class system. Hey, you know what? Coach Coach Turner, he said it on his podcast, so I know in 2024 <laughs> yes, it's going to be class. So um, if we went to a three-class system, three classes. So basically what, what you're doing here is you're putting six and five A together, yep. you're putting three and four A together, and you're putting one A and two A together from these yes. numbers we got from, from Coach these McCarthy. Numbers. And we have no idea if the state goes to the class, how they're going to do that. What's the new thing? Like if you're over this number, you're always going to be in whatever, right? Like they went to some that, flat numbers. That's what they've done. Yeah. Yep. So we have no idea what they would do, but out of the six and five A schools added together on the boys' side, they represent 47 of the teams qualifying. Three and four A schools represent 45 teams mm-hmm. and one and two A represent 33 teams. So that's not bad. It's not bad. It, yes. Not bad. One and two A are about a third less and they do eat up a lot of schools in Indiana. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I know both- some people are going to be saying this and, and it's one of the first things I said when I saw the data too, like it's going to be very different from the regional going to the state, it right? Like, I, I think it'll be 100%. very different. It'll be, you know, very tailored towards big schools. The numbers will be, but at least in this sectional to regional round, seeing schools advance from that sectional to regional round, the numbers are maybe more even than we thought they would be. Yes. Do you have those same numbers for the girls? I don't know. We kind of threw yeah, this together. For the Hot girls, Hot. Yeah. it's 45 in the, what would be the biggest class, 50 mm-hmm. in the middle class, 5 zero, mm-hmm. and then 30 in the smallest class. So, so a few less small school girls teams, but we know that. Mm-hmm. 
And how do we know that? Well, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll, t- yeah. we'll talk about those numbers in a minute. Exactly. Now, if but- we went two classes, mm-hmm. which is very possible for, for cross country at the beginning. I've made this comment before. Usually when the IHSA introduces yep. class to sports, they usually start with two classes and then they work their way well, up. I don't, I don't know if that's what they do with cross country, but. Yeah. When you see the numbers of complete teams, you would probably have to go to classes, but again, mm-hmm. foreshadowing that's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, four, five, and six, a equals 71 qualifiers on the boys side. One, mm-hmm. two, three, a equals 54. And then dropping down to the girls, four, five, six is 68 teams. One, two, three, uh, 57 teams. Okay. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, and I know somebody could really shred this when they start talking about, mm-hmm. you know, the football classes and that's not how, it, but, but mm-hmm. we're just doing the best we got with the data we got great mm-hmm. data. And, you know, at the very least, it's not three single a teams made it exactly and like yeah. six double a teams made it. There is some parody here. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's the thing The it, it was way more balanced than I thought it would be. I mean, I, I thought it would be, uh, a little bit more uh, weighted down by advancements of larger schools and not as many small school teams advancing. Like I said earlier, I, I thought the individual piece of adding five more individuals would be a big deal for small and medium-sized schools. But it seems to be with the realignment, like it's about as even as it probably can be. Well, yeah. And I'm not going to call out specific teams here because that would be, that would be maybe poor taste, but no, I don't have my qual. Uh, I don't have my qualifiers right in front of me. Here's one. I see one, two, three, four, five, six. I see about seven teams that aren't mainstays mm-hmm. in my old semi-state. Yeah, that are there, and that's with the fifth now, not just four. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there are I've some seen- new girls teams coming in. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like we do have to go to these numbers because this is something I've been really outspoken about just overall participation in our sport. Like the growth of our sport is, is one of the most important things to me. You know, obviously we kind of really get focused on our teams and I want to do good for Yorktown high school. You want to do good for Columbus North high school. But I think when we really get down to it, we need to find ways to make our entire state better. And I'm not saying I have all the answers. I've, I've very few answers actually, but like we're trying, like we're trying to figure out ways you and I have spitballed some ideas about ways, things that we could do to maybe increase interest in, in the sport. But um, out of all of the teams that were assigned to a sectional by the IHSAA, which by our count is 383 schools, 383 schools uh, were assigned to a cross-country sectional. 310 of those schools were able to put together a full boys team, which means five scoring individuals so they could score as a team. That's 81 roughly percent. On the girls' side, it's a little dimmer. Only 245 out of the 383 uh, were able to put together five runners at the sectional round that that's only 64 percent. so as i've talked about on the podcast before like it is now true over a third of the schools that are assigned to a sectional did not have a complete girls team and that that's that's devastating to me like i mean i'm not sure look there's so many reasons why it it doesn't come down to just one thing as much as we want to look for like one reason why you know and most people are going to say soccer is the main reason why but we we got to do better. Like we got to do better for our sport. We got to do better in making cross country attractive to, you know, kids at the middle school and elementary school level. We got to introduce it to them at earlier ages. I mean, we have to have fun running camps that aren't just about how many miles we can log and what our threshold pace can be. Like we got to have things that just attract kids to running the way that youth soccer clubs do and, and youth baseball and T-ball does. Like we, we just got to find ways to 
you know, make make it more attractive to younger athletes and and introduce it to them at an earlier age. I mean, that's just my thoughts on it. But I think that's one of the reasons that you would say, you know, if, if we would go to class, would it help that? Would it just give more small schools that maybe are not forming a team right now a chance at success? I, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, that, that would be well, one argument. And and this is something, and and you're right, you have been passionate about this. I I can get accused of a lot of things, but if it, it would be revisionist to not say that I didn't bring this up four and five years ago mm-hmm. um, to the IA, you know, through the IATCCC. And we mm-hmm. get a lot of bashing of that organization. It's just not fair. We've been mm-hmm. preaching. I did whole sessions at the clinic warning everyone this was coming. Here's the human side of this. I And, you know, for all you parents out there who might listen to this or other coaches, Here's the human side. That's 138 girls teams that did not have scoring five, 73 boys, that's 73 high schools. Mm-hmm. Well, now here's the side of this. That's two. Let's say that out of those 138 girls teams and 73 boys teams, let's say that they average two short of a full team. We're just talking five, right? Where I mean, we're just looking at five, not even seven yet, but five. That's 276 girls and 146 more boys that we could expose to our sport and get them 200 days of fun stuff and mm-hmm. get them to a team camp or get them to Saturday races on bus rides and mm-hmm. get them to after school practices and get them around carrying adults and get mm-hmm. them six more best friends in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and that's, we're not doing that. So when you, yeah. when, when coaches or, or, or others write on, it's probably not mostly coaches, it's other people writing on message boards, but when mm-hmm. they're writing this junk on message boards, that's the side you and I care about. That, I mean, I don't want to add those together. You're looking at over 400 kids we could be giving more opportunities to if mm-hmm. we were reaching them. Yeah, that's, and this is huge. This may sound terrible because <laughs> a lot of kids on my team are not on my team because they love running 5Ks in the grass in the fall time. <laughs> yep. Like they're on the team because they have friends on the team. They're yep. on the team because they came to camp and all of a sudden, like these yep. quirky bunch of friends that they just created is somebody they want to hang around. They're on the team because the bus rides to and and back from meets are a ball. You know, they're on the team because they have oh. team dinners where they'll stay at, yes. you know, a parent's house until like 11 p.m. And the parents kick them out like that. That's why they're on the team. They're on the team because there's something that draws them to it, that connects yep. them to it. And th- and that's not just cross country. That's all organized team sports, well, especially at the high school level. Yes, you're right. And like right now at, at my size of a school, um, we have this is girls basketball my numbers dwarf girls basketball and we may not be able to field a full third team Mm -hmm. so it's not just us it's across the board but you're right i mean i got a girl on my team who's she just missed making my top seven she ran top seven a couple times this year Mm -hmm. she was a girl that two years ago she told her dad if i can run three miles on a treadmill by the time the season or by the time practice starts in the summer i'm gonna go out for cross country i'm just gonna try it Try it out. That girl has ran, she ran 2011 on a track 5K the other day, 12 and a half laps. She ran 2011. So you're right. There are so many, but if we don't give them a chance to get out here, if we don't go find them somehow mm-hmm. and, and I just, man, is it frustrating? And and, and, it's, and it's hard if, if you're a, if you're a coach out there or a team out there right now that only has like two or three kids on the team, it's hard to create this. Like it, it doesn't just, it doesn't just no. start out of the blue. Like it's something that has to be built and cared for and and cultivated throughout years. Like there's right. sometimes you got to go years, you know, to build something 
that's, You're right. that kids want to be a part of. And let's stop talking about it as failure or fault. And let's just start looking at it as an opportunity and a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And this is something you and I texted back and forth. Oh, what was the phrase we kind of used? Like getting them out there becomes like your job, your task. I forget exactly, but like, I think I could, I would take it this way. And I did take it this way. Munster, we scrambled for numbers. I mean, mm-hmm. I was beating the hallway down. I was talking to track kids to coming out, you know, look at it as, as like a great opportunity for you to build something bigger here. It's something maybe like, I don't know, you owe it to the kids or, or, um, you know, it's a, it's a challenge for me to do something, make it a positive, not a negative. It's not your fault. They're not out right now, but it, your opportunity and your responsibility to get them out later. Yeah. Yeah. I think you were the one that said it in the text. It was bring energy, show them that you care and show commitment. Like those are the three things. I mean, you know, we, we had, we had fall break last week. It was, it was the week before sectionals, but the kids from the very beginning of our season knew if you are part of this team, like you're probably not going to have fall break. I'm sorry. Like, uh, I mean, it's just part of the commitment that you're making to this team to be part of the sectional run that we're planning on making into the tournament. And I'm sorry, but it's just, it's just part of the deal. Like if, if you want to go to sectional and be part of this team, like you, you got to make a commitment to be around during fall break. So that's not an easy conversation to have. I'm not saying it is, but it's an expectation and it's a commitment yep. that, that we want our kids to show to the team. So, yeah, well, I mean, that's, you're right. And coach Weinheimer um, and I talked about this a lot during the summer. Um, it's one of the things he, he helped change my mind on. I, I kept saying, we got to find somebody in town who used to run for you. Who's who wants to come out and be an assistant coach. We got to find somebody who's working for Cummins who ran in yeah. college somewhere and yeah. on and on. And he said, no, we don't. Yeah. That'd be awesome. But we don't, what we need to do is find somebody who's really energetic, who inspires kids and who mm-hmm. loves to make things better. Yep. Yeah. That's and, a way you know, better than a, that. that's way better than a 1530 guy five years ago, you know? Yeah, exactly. Who's, I mean, who's bitter. It is. It's more important. <laughs> and so maybe if you're out there, go find that most energetic English teacher mm-hmm. and get her out to coach. Yeah. Get mm-hmm. that young science teacher who maybe can, you know, um, run around the block a few times with some of your kids and give high fives like crazy and see them in the hallway. Get them out there. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're under a minute coach. So hey, it was great talking to you about this. We threw some numbers at people. Hopefully that, uh, uh, open some people's eyes, uh, but yeah, send us some emails. If we angered you, send us some emails. If we made some sense, you know, whatever. So, uh, All right, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll see you later. Good luck. Good luck in the region. All right. Thanks for listening to the talking distance podcast. Just a couple of reminders. Don't hesitate to reach out to us via email. Talking distance podcast at gmail.com is the way to get a hold of us there. Uh, we're on X previously known as Twitter at talking distance and on Instagram at talking distance podcast. Also huge thanks to the dip, which is a fantastic band out of Seattle, Washington for our intro and outro music today. Definitely check out their music. And last but not least, I want to thank all of you guys, the athletes, coaches, and supporters that make Indiana distance running the absolute best. 